Hello and welcome back to Film Festival Reviews. This is Christina Kotlar. I am your host. This episode called Six Degrees. Things are connected. Things are, and especially this time of year in October, November. Anyway, a lot of things happened this past week and especially I went to see quite a few of different film series and then talking about film festivals. One of the series that I saw last weekend was the Soros Sundance Documentary Fund. It was uh, the Open Society Institute and the Sundance Institute presented a 10th anniversary film series, social justice and human rights documentaries made from, you know, through their support. This was all going on at the Film Forum and in um, downtown New York City. And I saw a couple of really interesting films. One was called Stranger with a Camera. Uh, Elizabeth Barrett uh, made this film in 2000. A documentary during the 60s, LBJ, Lyndon Johnson declared war on poverty. And it was a story about a murder that happened to a Canadian filmmaker who traveled to the Appalachia in the 1960s to document poverty. Well, one of the people who lived on the land didn't like this all idea, didn't know what this camera was all about, so these filmmakers, what they were doing there, and he just shot him. And Elizabeth Barrett came from that area, eastern Kentucky, and came back to uh, re-examine you know, the whole idea of war on poverty and how it affected the society in that area. Now, I've been taking a class at Columbia University about war and society and that emphasizing the upheavals going on during the interwar and after World War II. This past week, there was a conference sponsored by Columbia University's East Central European Center, Harriman Institute, about 1956 and the impact it had on the Soviet bloc, especially the Hungarian uprising. Very serious topic. During that time, they showed a film called Freedom's Fury, and that was about the Hungarian water polo team that went to the Olympics in 1956 and played in the semifinals against Russia. It was a conflict, and they crushed, killed so many people. And meanwhile, this clash was going on in the Olympic arena, which the Hungarians won. So that was one film that I uh, had an opportunity to see most of it. They had a little problem with the DVD and they had to stop the film halfway through. But um, the Walter Reed Theater at Lincoln Center has a film series going on about Hungarian films. This started October 27th going on through November 15th. So if you have an opportunity, they do have some films about the, the Cold War era. Also, they have some up-and-coming films, filmmakers about current um, Hungarian films. Okay, I'm just going to give you a little background for this uh, Freedom's Fury because it premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival last spring. And I was scheduled to go see it, and I don't know what happened, why I did not see it. but. This film starts off with the water polo that's going on in Southern California. You kind of see what this is about. And then it goes into the archival material from 1956. Uh, apparently the filmmakers really had a lot of access to some, some really incredible archival footage. And you know, the whole story behind that, you could you know, check out their website, but 
The executive producers are Quentin Tarantino, Lucy Liu, and Andrew uh, Vina, who is a veteran Hungarian-American producer. And the Sibs are the brother and sister writing director team, Colin Gray and Megan Ramsey, who are attracted to these um, social justice stories. And it happened that Colin played water polo in high school in Canada. He also played in college where his coach, Ben Quitner from the University of Michigan team was a Hungarian who was coached by Dejo Guarmati, captain of the 1956 Hungarian team. So there's always this connection and it's just very interesting how we do have this six degrees of separation or you know connection and um, very intertwining about things. Uh, lastly I do have a conversation with Ellen Rand, who is the festival director of the first annual Teaneck International Film Festival. This is a little update on the festival starting out first year. And, you know, it's interesting to hear how it does get started, you know, what people think about. They really do want it to be, become very successful. You have to start somewhere. She is very good about uh, getting her information together, and it was a pleasure to. Um, talk to her a little bit about what was going on. So that was still happening today, um, the last couple of days it's going on. I'm sure they will continue with it. So uh, we'll hear a conversation with uh, Ellen Rand. Enjoy the show. I'm Dawn Young. We were at a, a Nywift event on Monday. Right. And Dawn was talking about her film that's going to be shown at the Anthology Film Archives at the Anthology November Film Archives. November 15 at 9 p.m. It's called Beneath the Surface and it's the story of a New York City boy who had a dream to be on the U.S. Olympic water polo team and who overcame geographical because it's only Californians right. that make the team and health obstacles until through practice and perseverance he made it happen for himself ten years later so but the, but the thing about the story is it's her son so I had access to the best players and coaches and Olympic teams and just everything in the world yes some funny things about how we're, we're meeting this, we're bumping into each other, because her film, she said, was shown at the Lake Placid Film Festival, and I know the founder of the Lake Placid Film Festival is Nelson Page. Right. It showed there as a work in progress, as a work in and progress. we got the Emerging Filmmaker Award. From that time, and he remembered it because I saw him yesterday at the Teaneck International... Oh, you mean you, talk, you didn't tell me that you talked to him about that film? Yes, yesterday. Today, you're flying out to the Dominican... Republic International Film Festival. The Dominican tonight. Republic International Film Festival tonight to show your film. That, that's right. <laughs> So, in other words, when we meet, things about water polo keep cropping up. Because then, I'm going. I'm flying tonight. I'm flying in a few hours. She's flying right after this lunch. Now, there's another little thing to this story. I'm taking a class at Columbia University, and they had a seminar about the 1956 Hungarian uprising. It's called Freedom's Fury. Freedom's Fury. They played that movie two days ago. 
and I came back to the conference to watch the movie. It was about the water polo team, the Hungarian team against the Soviets playing at the Melbourne Australian Olympics 1956 at the same time as the Hungarian uprising. Alright, so opening shot of this film, you have these recent shots of water polo in Southern California. And it's a very nice looking young man who happens to be my son. I went to see this film, Freedom's Fear. I had no idea he was even in it. I'm sitting there watching, re ready to see this great film, which it was. Terrific film. And I almost fell out of my seat. There was my son, prominently featured in this film. He didn't tell me. Nobody told me. They didn't tell you. I had no idea he was going to be in it. He didn't even know they put him in. <laughs> I know why. Because the producers... Because they had shot the whole team. And they right. nobody knew which who they were going to pick or who they were going to prominently... Some of, the, some of the players from the older Hungarian have defected at that time and were coaching teams here. One coach, Mark Spitzer, he's the narrator of the film. Uh, Quentin Tarantino is the executive producer. Lucy Liu is the executive producer. I don't know what their connection is, but it's the connection is that Lucy Liu went to college with the two filmmakers, so they knew each other from college. There you go. Okay, we just saw Ellen Curtis. She just did an incredible seminar at the Camera Service Center. Yeah, and we were there all morning looking at cameras. She was talking about her, her time working on the internal sunshine of a spotless mind, and she gave all kinds of great uh, stories and insights on everything there. So now we're having lunch, and I'm going to stop this. I gave you. So if you want, you know, whatever. So I just have one more question, and then we're going to, you know, just have lunch here. Is how did you? the Dominican Republic International Film Festival as a film festival to go to? Well, I had shot some of the footage there originally. I shot a tournament there where Wolf and the Olympic team, was, or the uh, national team, was playing. So I had footage of the Dominican Republic and I decided to submit to that festival for that reason and also to have a nice little five-day vacation in the, you know. But so you go to film festivals that you want to go to places yeah. that you haven't seen. Two reasons. One's that either I think that there'd be a good chance they would, they would get in because I either shot there or they're into water or whatever. Um, or the subject would seem to uh, merit a viewing there or somewhere I really want to go to visit. And this is one of those combination of both, actually. And you have a couple other film festivals that you're going to? Well, right after the day, literally the day I fly in from this one, I go drive directly to Pennsylvania for the Berks County Film Festival. And I chose that one as well because Pennsylvania is one of the upstart places in the east for water polo. It's really a California sport. Almost nowhere else does anyone know anything about it, which is one of the reasons I made the film, to raise the awareness of the sport. It's the toughest sport there is, and most people don't even know what it is, you know, or who any of the players are. And I wanted these guys who work so damn hard for no money, monetary compensation. It's not a money sport. And really, the only thing they, could, they get out of it is their own personal satisfaction because they don't get money, they don't get recognition, and it's the toughest sport there is. So I thought, these guys deserve something done about it, a film done about their sport. And that was the driving reason. And it was facilitated by the fact that I had total access because I was always traveling around watching my son play. And I'd be sitting in the stands trying not to be nervous. And shooting was a way for me to distract myself so I wasn't concentrating on him getting pulverized in the water and I would have to either just focus on the ball or focus on him or focus on something shooting and I wouldn't get so worked up and screaming and crazy like some parents do. They were showing that in the documentary how hard it was and how 
tell me if you could come in. I don't know how many times, uh, you know, you see blood being, they draw blood. I mean, actually that film, the Hungarian film, that particular match was called the blood in the water match because there was so much, the water was actually turning pink and red from the amount of fights and things going on. And the bloodiest game of the Olympics yeah. ever? Well, yeah, because Russia had just invaded Hungary, and the Russians and Hungarians were killing each other in their home country, and so here they had to play each other in the finals in the water. And it turns out the Hungarians won. Even if they couldn't beat the Russians on land, they, they beat them in the pool. And a little aside, Hungary has had more gold medals in the Olympics in water polo than any other country. So it's a real tradition for them, the Hungarians. No, I was just saying that this entire week was... It's funny that it dovetailed with the events that we attended in New York Women in Film and Television. I mean, three things in a row, or four things for you, because you went to see Freedom's Fury, that just kept, you know... Hitting you over the head with Warner Polo Dawn, <laughs> Lake Classic Film Festival. Oh yeah, that's another thing I forgot about that. Going back to the Teaneck International Film Festival to uh, introduce student films, and that's going to be at four o'clock. So we're we both have deadlines. We have deadlines. We have an hour, and then we have to leave here, and you have to do your introductions. Yeah, the All right, thanks very much, and enjoy. Uh, enjoy lunch. You too. Bon appetit. Bon appetit. First annual Teenage International Film Festival. Right. Tell me a little bit how it got, all got started. How it all got started? Um, about a year and a half ago, a friend of mine, Judy Disler, kind of sidled up to me at the gym one day and she said, uh, what do you think about the idea of a film festival in Teaneck? And um, I said, great idea. And she said, great, let's get together with a few people and see if we can make it happen. So that's what we did and we met in the offices of the Puffin Foundation. They got excited about the idea. and. Um, the immediate question was, are we insane to do this? Is there a need to do this? And I just got really excited about it, and I started to do a lot of research because my background is I'm a journalist, I'm a writer, so my approach to anything is let me get the information first. And I reached out to Tom Myers, and I reached out to Nelson Page and a number of other people. They're both from the Fort Lee Film yeah. Commission, and uh, they know a lot about film. Yeah. You know, and they were very encouraging and gave us some really good advice, and then I reported back to the group. And uh, when we made the decision to go forward, you know, we needed to have somebody kind of be the point person, and everybody kind of said, "Okay, Ellen, <laughs> you're it. You're festival director." So um, Puffin took us under their wing. So we are a project of the Puffin Foundation. What that enabled us to do was uh, to do fundraising because they are a 501c3 corporation, and it gave us, I think, the credibility to go forward and approach other people because. This was a first-time venture, and who were we? You know, nobody knew about us. We decided that we wanted to do something to kind of bring community together. Teaneck is a very, very multi-ethnic, sophisticated uh, community, and we wanted films from a number, number of different cultures. And we wanted it to be family-friendly. And we wanted people to sort of come to town and, and watch movies and shop and dine here. You have a great movie theater on Main Street, yeah. right? right in town. Yeah. Which is yeah. We're very lucky. the Cedar Lane, right? Yeah. And Where we have else? two other venues. We have the Dance Art Creative Center, just a few doors down from the movie theater. And we have a few films showing at the Puffin Cultural Forum. So we wanted to do a number of films about the arts. You know, that was our, our sort of theme this year. And um, I think we have a pretty fair representation. And we have documentaries, we have features, we have shorts. We have the student film element, which is great. 
and um, we went to withoutabox.com one way. We approached filmmakers directly. We approached distribution houses directly. We got recommendations. Many people are just been, they've just been so generous with their time and expertise, you know. So uh, so we I think we were able to accomplish more in a short period of time because a lot of other people have done their things for so many years. So what's going to be your opening night film? Opening night has been Rich All My Life, which is about the Silver Bells, a dance troupe. They danced in uh, in Harlem at the Cotton Club and um, and the Apollo. And some of the Silver Bells will be in attendance. And these women are fabulous. I mean, they're just inspirational. They're like in their 80s. We have a little chat here, and uh, good luck with everything. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you could be here. Oh, and, uh, thanks so much for Okay, that's the end of the show because I am going off to see a few more films. I'm going to try to go see some of the Hungarian films at the Walter Reed. That's still going on next week. Um, this weekend I am still going to see a couple of the films at the Teaneck International Film Festival. Check out the website www.filmfestivalreviews.com Alright, have a great week. Go see some films and um, see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>